Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Hello there, everybody. This is a podcast called, you guessed it, I Miss You Man. My name's Lonnie. His name's Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? Great. It's the best day of my life. Why is it so good? To you. Oh, okay. That's good nice. To you. Come oh, on, brilliant. Good to know. Uh, what are we doing here? What's this podcast all about? Tell me. Lonnie, for goodness sake, it's about you and me, two men who miss each other, taking each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. That's so true, mate. And we've been friends for a while, haven't we? Oh, mate. Years and years. Nearly a decade. We, uh, we are su- a decade. We're such good friends. We don't even know when we started being friends. It just happened one day. We didn't decide to. It's one day. Oh, yeah. No. We're mates. <laughs> <laughs> we get along. And because we're such good mates, we engage in banter. On occasion, aren't we, Dylan? Some light-hearted teasing right, from time to time. Love a bit of beans. You've got to have good beans. Yeah. Always have, always will. And that's okay. Because we're mates, we know where the line is between banter and too much, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. At the time of recording, Dylan, it is summer, and in Australia, that means one thing. Cricket. At least that was for me. I don't know that about you, Dylan. I don't think you're a big cricket fan. What, no. do, you, what do you reckon? No, not at all? No. Well, it's most boring sport. <laughs> Name something more boring than cricket. I think even as a fan of cricket, you agree it's boring. Dylan, I've got that in my... That's my next note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to draw these two threads together, banter and cricket, okay? So it's an interesting game okay. because it is boring at times. It's a pretty slow game. They like you know, Test cricket's played for five days. Most sports are done in an hour or two. Mm. Um, so it's very slow. It's technical. Has a lot of gaps in between action. You know, they break for tea. How many sports do that? <laughs> not many. <laughs> no, not many. But um, at times a lot happens. You know, and sometimes it's very edgy seat stuff. Um, and, you know, Test Cricket, as I said, it's over five days, so you can have it on the background and watch it. The T20 and the one-day stuff, it's, you know, shorter period stuff. Um, but a lot of contradictions in the sport. The very fact that there are different versions of the sport is, you know, a little bit uncommon. Um, the biggest contradiction for me, though, is that cricket is got this image as a gentleman's game. So, you know, start in England, mm. they're very gentlemanly, um... And in the laws, they actually say, you know, not only do you play cricket by the, you know, technical rules of the game, but also the spirit of the game, the spirit of the cricket. You know, it's even a phrase you probably hear outside of cricket. That's not cricket if something is not, you know, good. Oh. You know, you've had that, right? That's what that means. Yeah. Okay. 
So the game should be played in the right spirit, just not within the rules, respect, fairness. You accept the umpire's decision. You congratulate the opposing players. These are all good things, and probably every sport, in to a degree, plays with those you know intentions. But they, they've you know mm. got on for highlighting it in their laws. At the same time, Dylan, one of the biggest parts of cricket is sledging. Have you heard this term before? Sledging. No, I haven't. It sounds like a disgraceful, disgusting word. <laughs> It doesn't sound good, does it? And you know, one thing Sledging. one thing I say in this podcast all the time is taking something that I'm familiar with and trying to like, you know, take a step back and look at it from a different perspective. But sledging the term itself is something I've known about being a cricket follower, but I haven't really thought too much about where the term came from. Um, and it's also one thing you just sort of know, you know, a, a bit like us becoming friends, Dylan. You just sort of know it's part of cricket, you know. Don't really know when it started, sure. but it's always been there. Now, okay. our good friends and partners, Wikipedia, they this define sledging as, uh, in the sport of cricket, sledging is the practice of deliberately insulting or verbally intimidating an opposing player. The purpose is to try to weaken the opponent's concentration, thereby causing them to underperform or be more prone to error. So, banter, as we do it, not really sledging, but... It's on, it's on our spectrum, right? We'll get into that spectrum soon. Um, and because we're talking about sledging, we'll be talking about some examples later, so there'll be some naughty words that I'm going to take you through, Dylan. So keep that in mind if you're listening no. to little people or something. No. <laughs> so sledging is what we call it in cricket. You might call it teasing, I guess, if it's fairly minor stuff. Um, trash talk would be also used. Smack talk, Ooh. farting words. This was a pretty fun way of talking Ooh, about them's, it. <laughs> them swine words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So as I said, we've got this gentleman's game, the boring game in a lot of ways. We've also got this element of verbal intimidation. So what is it? Are we, are we playing in the spirit of cricket or are we being naughty little boys and girls? Make up your mind. Contradictory, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And I think that makes it a bit fascinating. So, of course, the spectrum, as I said, of light-hearted jokes everyone laughs at and knows it's just, you know, a bit of fun because, you know, you're playing a sport and it's supposed to be fun. But also, it can get pretty disturbing with some pretty offensive incidents we'll go into. And I think that makes it hard to talk about whether sledging is a good or a bad thing because I think everyone would be kind of okay with a playful joke. You know, that's whatever, that's fine, that's fun. But, you know, when it becomes racist or talking about someone's family, of course that's not on. But it sort of encompasses all those things, you know? Right. Now, I asked you for a little bit of homework, which we'll go into later, but I asked you about banter in sports and wrestling that you know about. So what do we think of this in general? Do you, do you think sledging or trash talk is a good thing, a bad thing? What are your general overall opinions? I mean, specifically in wrestling... It's definitely necessary, because that's basically just doing promos on each yeah. other. And since we're dealing with technically fictional characters, it makes the stories more enticing. So you want as much sledging, if you will, mm. in wrestling as possible. Because it makes the, the angles and the stories hotter, spicier. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that that's and funny. anticipation of matches. Well, that did get you excited, doesn't it? And I think that is something that mm. people talk about with modern day sports stars, because they're not... Well, they're professionals now, right? And previously, 
they were doing sport as a vocation before they were full-time professional athletes. And so because they're so professional these days, a lot of people complain that sports stars uh, have become a bit neutered. They've become a bit samey. They all say the same things in every interview they have. They don't want to be too controversial. They want to be boring because they're you know, getting paid a lot of money. They don't want to screw it up. So let lose that sort of character element you might have had in previous years. And so I think there's some people who like the idea of sledging. It's because it's funny. It's entertainment. And that, that crosses over very well with wrestling because that is an entertainment as well as a as an athletic pursuit. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, if you were... Like, you could you could argue that sometimes players are cutting promos in interviews when they when they're criticizing the opposition. You know, is that sledging? Is that okay, or is that just part of the fun, the theater of sport? Yeah, where, where's the where's the bloody line? As well, you said, I've I've got a the line's coming up. Don't you worry, Dylan. So, oh, hello. <laughs> history here on Wikipedia says Australian newspapers acknowledged sledging as a term in the mid nineteen seventies. But despite the relatively recent coining of the term, the practice of, is as old as cricket itself, with historical accounts of witty banter between players being quite common. My view on this, Dylan, is that cricket, as we said, a lot of downtime between action. So if you don't know about cricket, it's one of those um, bat and ball sports where you have someone comes in, they throw the ball down, they bowl it, and someone else hits it with their bat and they run between the things. A bit like baseball, that sort of thing, right? There's a pitcher and a catcher and a thrower and a hitter, that sort of thing. Sure, absolutely. It's not constant action, though, like in a, in a soccer or rugby league or something like that. Um, so there's downtime. People can chat while they're doing stuff. Um, so in cricket, you're standing around waiting for the ball to be bowled or be thrown back in from the from the sidelines. And it's only a few plays in the spotlight. You've got two batters at all times, one, one batter who's hitting and he's got his partner down the other end. Um you got a whole team of fielders around you. So, like, it'd be quite intimidating, wouldn't it? Ganging up on you. And vice versa, you're ganging up yeah. on somebody, you know? Yeah. The, the term itself, sledge, we're not really sure where it comes from. Ian Chappell is an old cricketer in Australia. He played in the 70s and was, he was a bit of a sledge himself. I'll tell you that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was a captain. He went on to be a commentator for many years. He reckons it happened in the... Adelaide, Adelaide Oval, in either 1963-64 or 64-65 Sheffield Shield, which is like the Australian domestic competition. He claims that a cricketer who swore in the presence of a woman was said to have reacted to an incident like a sledgehammer. As a result, the direction of insults or obscenities and opponents' teams became known as sledging. That feels right, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's also um, sounds like sludging as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a filthy word too. Yeah, so it, it fits, doesn't it? Levels, I think it definitely fits. Yeah, yeah. There's another story though from the BBC's Pat Murphy. He says, "My understanding is that it came from the mid '60s in a guy called Graham Calling, who used to open the bowling for New South Wales and Australia. Apparently, the suggestion was that this guy's wife was having an affair with another teammate, and when he came into bat." The fielding team started singing When a Man Loves a Woman, which was the old Percy Sledge song. Thoughts? I want to say it's pretty good. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, as, a, as a wrestling fan. You like that? 
that speaks to me. That's right, good means, okay. mate. Yeah. But because it's a real guy and it's possibly <laughs> it's a real affair, that's a bit rough, yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing I, I note about that is that everyone agrees it came from Australia, so that's good for us. Um, oh, we're okay. the sledging kings, Dylan, so that's good on us, eh? Yeah. Now, if we go around the world, my focus obviously is on Australia because that's the, the culture I know the most of in cricket. Um, that's us. That's us. India and England, they have their pretty fair share of sledging history. They get into it pretty well, okay? Um, right. But here's what our friends on Wikipedia say about Australia. It is pointed out that the Australian cricket team believes in playing in a more robust fashion than others and that it upholds a sledging culture. This is a bit more historically than today, but historically is definitely true. Uh, Mark Taylor, who used, used to be captain for Australia, he said that Australian fans want to watch combative cricket. Uh, Ricky Ponting, also a former captain, he said that sledging helps get players out of control and out of their comfort zone. Um, and he reckons it's not as bad as the average person would think. And I, I think to a certain degree, Ricky's right there. It's like the players themselves probably see it as part of the game more than us, you know, decontextualizing a comment years later, potentially. Like, you know, on the field, you're in the thick of it. You're kind of okay. Anything goes because you're trying to win, you know. Um, okay. but that doesn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend people, uh, sorry, defend people at all. Um, cause there's some pretty shocking things I'm going to talk, talk you through, Dylan, but I think, I'm just saying, I think the players themselves might have different perspective, which doesn't mean it's a right perspective, just different than us normals, you know, on the outside. Um, us normies, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Michael Clark, again, another Australian captain said that he loved their aggressive approach. And Steve Smith, former captain again, he said that getting personal on the getting personal on the field is not on. That's crossing the line, in his opinion. But another player, Australian opener Ed Cowan, played didn't play a whole lot, but he played a lot for Australia. Said that all sledging is personal, and that Australian cricketers should be nowhere near the line. So a bit of a different perspective from Ed. Right. Okay. Now, not every country. I'd say most countries probably get into this on their national teams and within their domestic competitions, but New Zealand, you know, our friends, our brothers over there, they have a no yeah. sledging rule. What do you reckon of that, Dylan? Horses. Horses. <laughs> they reckon it's they're a bit friendlier and they, they want to play in that spirit of the game, which everyone talks about. And something that's actually... I wrote this myself earlier, and then I found an incident later, which kind of confirms this deal, which we'll go into. If the goal is to get inside the opponent's head, right, as a as a team, as a player, and everyone's being sledging and being really aggressive, I kind of feel like if you're the one team who's nice, that could be even more annoying and get into the opponent's head even further because <laughs> someone's trying to sledge you and you like just smile at them and say thank you or whatever. That could be actually you know a reverse sledge in, in some ways. <laughs> okay, kill him with kindness. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is this ethical, Dylan? Do you, do you think sledging goes too far? Should we just be playing a sport? What do you reckon? I mean, something's got to liven up this boring sport. <laughs> so, if you have to tell a batter that his wife's having an affair, that's what you have to do. You think anything goes on the field, eh? 
Anything goes, no limits. Get inside those heads. Right. But there's a line, surely, somewhere. I can't see it. All right. Well, surely you won't tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> You're playing the fool here. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Now, there was a famous sledging incident. Now, it wasn't so much a sledge, right? It kind of was, but in my mind, the perfect sledge is funny. It's got a bit of wit about it, and it's not too personal, mm. right? There was an incident mm. in 2013, so, you know, ten, over 10 years ago now, which promoted a lot of debate, debate, and, in fact, the Conversation website actually published two articles giving you know, different sides of this perspective, which is kind of cool. So I'll link them both below. The context is it's Australia versus England in the men's ashes. So, like, it's probably the, the biggest rivalry in cricket. Um, and Michael Clark, who was the captain at the time, he was um, overheard on the microphones. The, they've got microphones on the field. He told the English player to get ready for a fucking broken arm. Cool. So threats. To, to me, Dylan, threats. that's a threat. It's not really sledges. It's not really funny. There's no wit no. about that. <laughs> no, he's not getting inside the head. No. He's just saying he's going to fuck him up. Yeah. That's no good. No, I, I think it, it, it fails the first test, which is be funny. It's not funny. Now, no, it's not. The first article was anti-sledging. And their, their opinion, basically I'll summarise here, is it's a workplace. It's a cricket field, but it's a workplace. And imagine any other workplace, okay. you're being told to get ready for a broken fucking arm. That would be ridiculous. That would not be condoned. Um, why would that be okay just because you're playing cricket? They also mentioned there was a recent player at the time for England who left the game for mental health reasons. Now, sledging wasn't cited as a reason for him leaving, but also, you know, puts it in context, Wouldn't potentially. Wouldn't, yeah, potentially not. On the other hand, the other side of the article, the other article says, look, both sides do it. It's kind of accepted in the workplace. It's not out of nowhere. It's like a thing that happens, so, you know, get used to it. Mm. And if you dish it out, you take it too. And that happens. And in fact, the English players, the one who's got ready for a broken fucking arm, he actually was like, yeah, I was having a go at them too. It was all, you know, part of it. Um, he, he, threatened, okay. he threatened to punch someone in the face. Like, it, you know, players. Um, players are a bit different, yes. you know? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. And it's a workplace, sure, but it's not your typical workplace. You're playing for your country. It's high stakes. And it's results-based. High pressure. Yeah. Totally. If yeah. you if you lose, you get kicked out. And like, I guess there's performance, you know, in every job, but not you're not on the front page of the paper and on TV doing your job generally. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. And the thing I say is that you know most players who get to the top level of their sport in cricket are pretty good, and so any advantage you can get is beneficial. So if you can knock their concentration down by two percent, then that potentially is enough to you know, win. So I found an article from The Guardian, Dylan, and they talk about some academic studies into uh, sledging, see how, if it actually is good or not. Um, right. So they, some academics at the University of Birmingham put this into place. So they had 60 novice basketball players and they paired them each with a rival. And the two players were told that their goal was to beat the other person and the winner being entered into a draw to win a £30 prize by shooting more baskets in 10 three free throw attempts, okay? But the twist was some of them were being sledged as they did it. 
So the rival would say something like, you know, I think you need to go to the gym or a distracting thing like his shoelaces are untied. And then performance was assessed by the number of successful baskets in the point-based scoring system. And then anger and tension was scored afterwards. They were like, how, how pissed off were you by that comment about your tummy or whatever. And then they also had a control group. So the results, what do you reckon the results were? Have they been sledged? Have they affected performance? What do you think? It's hard because if it's in a test environment, I wouldn't be angry or irritated because I know they're just doing it as part of the test. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to measure that aspect of it. Performance-wise, I guess it'd be distracting. Yeah. So I think it'd probably affect them a little bit. A little bit. But... Well, you're pretty much on the money, Dylan, as always. Yeah. <laughs> the results showed that although participants noted feeling more angry and distracted when sledged, it did not affect the overall shooting performance. Uh, the result, or sorry, the reason the academics speculate is that while some players are affected by sledging, many feed off it. Actually, they're getting more pumped up by it. Reverse effect again. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, they well, prove some, them wrong. Some other sledges here. Yeah, totally. Uh, other studies say eighty-three uh, percent of college athletes say getting trash talked inspires them to improve their performance. And there was a study about students at, at Loughborough um, University in, in in England, and they said most said that. It, most found that sledging, a bit of research, a bit of interview-based research, um, they said it affected their batting, but some said it was not negative and some it was what got them engaged in the sport. Um, as you said, though, the Guardian here have noted that there's a limitation, limited study because it's, you know, minor players in a test environment. It's not the same as a player going out in front of 80,000 people and on TV and that sort of thing. Mm. And... There's also ethics involved in research studies. You can't get, it says here, um, you can't be as offensive enough to provoke violent reactions. <laughs> so there are fewer limitations when you're an actual trash talker on the, on the pitch, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they do reckon the attitudes are potentially changing. There's one study here from Australia that said that 21% of people um, who played and watched sport agreed that sledging was a natural part but then 55% disagreed, so maybe we're not quite as into it as we think, or maybe we let some people get away with it and others... Like, I wouldn't do it myself, but it's okay if someone does it when they're funny, maybe. But 61% okay. of people in this survey said that race, gender, religion, sexuality, occupation, physical appearance, and on-field performance were not acceptable topics for sledging. This, Dylan, brings us to the line. <gasps> this is the point nice. at which sledging and banter, etc., all those things we're talking about, crosses from being fun and harmless to being offensive and hurtful. Please, Dylan, tell me, where is this line between right and wrong? Who agrees where the line is? Society. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Agrees where it is. Yeah. But the line, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You know, if it's racist, obviously not on. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned performance not on. I think performance is fair to have a go at. I'd say like so. You, That's part of the sport, a, right? Yeah, exactly. What else are you going to make fun <laughs> of them for? <laughs> if they didn't do a shit job. 
I'd um I'd certainly rather that than anything about religion or sexuality, etc. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not on. So the Australian team has been accused of stepping over the line, and let me go to okay. the examples I picked up, Dylan. They um. Australia features quite prominently. I didn't didn't list every single incident well, ever, but we oh we got no. some good ones in our yeah history. I think I think the line also depends on where you are in the equation, because if you're the sledger, you probably think you can get away with more than if you are the one being sledged. Might be more sensitive personally, and right. often it falls on in you know in international cricket it falls on where you're from. You know, we'll probably support our team more than we'll support the other team. Basically, me. Um, I don't know if you heard this term before, Dylan, but in 2018, the Australian cricket team, the men's cricket team, said they were headbutting the line. So <laughs> I don't know if that's something you should be doing. Personally, they they oh were <laughs> they were pushing the boundaries, being really aggressive, but stopping just short of being too nasty. Do you think that's a good culture to be part of? I mean, probably not. If you see the line, don't go. Don't headbutt it. You know? <laughs> it's probably not on. Well, you're right. Well, I'm, I'm wish you were there, Dylan, because it got pretty nasty. So, to a certain degree, I get it. You know, it's play hard, but play fair. That's what they're trying to get at. Mm. You want to win, sure, but it's how you win as well. And in 2018, there was a big cheating scandal, which you probably heard a little bit about. Um, Basically, yeah, years of headbutting the line took its toll. The culture got quite toxic, and the team was caught out cheating. Um, yeah, pretty pretty rough. Um, the team now they've, they've gone through a period. That's twenty eighteen. You know, we're you know, five or six years on now. They they play in a lot better spirit these days. I they you know people from other countries, other supporters of different teams might think we're still crossing the line at various points, but I, I think we we do much better than we used to be. Okay, so. No more headbutting. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Now, I've got some examples from cricket, but I asked you to think of some examples of what you know of. Do you have anything in particular or somebody from wrestling who's particularly good at sledging or what do you got? Well, I mean, the ones that come to mind immediately are The Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a, he was a classic on the stick, as it were. <laughs> He's getting inside people's heads. He made a fun. He made fun of one dude so bad on the mic mm. and embarrassed him so hard that they basically cancelled his push backstage. Really? They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna push him to the main event scene. But he just made fun of him so hard that even the backstage people are like, oh, yeah, we don't really see the same guy anymore. Can't go really back. That's rough. Player, That's you rough. All that. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. You know, he's one of the greats. You know, Rowdy Roddy Piper mm -hmm. again. One of the greats as well. Quite controversial back in the day. But you know what? As I said, it's all part of wrestling. It's all part of the greatness of it. That's funny. Think, you you um, mentioned before, sorry to interrupt, you mentioned before how some wrestlers are really good on the technical side of wrestling, but they they don't have the, the rears off off, off um, the the mat. <laughs> I know my terms. Sure, yeah. And so, like, yeah, cutting promos is an integral part, isn't it? You can't, you can't just be a good sports athletic person you've got to also be selling your character and whatever don't you sometimes if you're so good cutting a promo you don't even need to be good in the ring yeah right yeah there you go 
Where is this? Where is if it's the other way around? You're really good in the ring, but you can't cut a promo. I don't think you have a chance. Yeah, usually. Isn't that interesting? Very it's great. like the waiting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. But um, as for specific examples, not really too many. I think I enjoy a dynamic of banter more yeah, than anything, okay. and a good dynamic of banter is. A good guy commentator and a bad guy commentator. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic. It's yeah. so good because they both bring up great points about each of the characters in the match. They both bring up negative points about each of the characters. They make you think. It's great. Okay, brilliant. Now, I've got some examples here from Cricket, okay? And a lot of them come from Wikipedia, but a couple other ones I, I found um, elsewhere. So, kind of go through them all. I want you, Dylan, to tell me where the line is, or was. Will it crossed? Right. Or are we just just close? Are we headbutting that line? Just let me know where we think you are in the, the context of the line, okay? Yeah. Okay. First one I've got is a guy called Daryl Cullinan. He played with South Africa, and he was, he was Shane Warne's bunny. It's a weird cricket term, but it means somebody... He's a batsman who was who Shane Warne bowled out a lot. Basically, every time he went up, Shane Warne came on and bowled him out. Okay, so Ooh, okay. they had a bit of a history there, right? And so the, right. they hadn't played against each other for a couple of years because of various reasons. Um, so the next time they got together, in the late '90s, Colin walked out. It's bat. And Warne couldn't resist heckling him. Shane Warne, sledger, hundred <laughs> percent. He says. I've been waiting two years to have another go at you. And Cullen had got him back with this. Looks like he's been on eating. Ooh. Now, Dylan, right. comments about someone's weight. Do we think that is, is fair? Is that the line being crossed? Or did Shane want to start that one? So he, he gets what he gets. I mean, it... It, I mean, he did start it, but yeah. it depends. Was was Shane Warne actually fat at the time, or not really? He was generally pretty tubby when he played, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if he wasn't like really obviously fat, then it's obviously a, just a jab at him. Yeah. Do you think it's a bit worse yeah, if he, he was he played a bit overweight, but he didn't affect him that much as a player? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say we're not headbutting the line. Getting close though. But the no. Nose is rubbing up again, okay. a little bit. Now, this next one is from Dennis Lilly, who was a very famous um, bowler, very fast bowler in England, sorry, in Australia for 70s and 80s. You, you might have seen a picture of him. He had a big mustache and stuff, classic 70s, big gold chain when he played. Um, he had, a, he had a, a go-to sledge. He used a lot of people, okay? So oh. when he was playing and, and the batsman was doing pretty badly, he didn't go up to him and say, I can see you're batting. I can see why you're batting so badly. You got some shit at the end of your bat. At this point, the batsman would flip the bat around to have a look at it, and Lily would say, "Nah, wrong end, mate." The joke being that they're shit. Wow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, that's pretty good. Probably in context, what more fun than being written out like that and being told by me. But I think it's got a bit of wit there, so I like that. It does. You know? It does, yeah. And it's and it's again making fun of performance, which I think is a hundred percent fair guy in sports. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he apparently used it a lot. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> they checked the bat every time. Did they not like see it once? No, uh, apparently not. It, it's durable. Mm. It's good. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you fall for it multiple times, and that's your own fault. And it doesn't feel too personal if you use it more than once. It's just he's like a line he has, not not so much like you're pointing at someone's fat. Yeah, he just. Calls everyone shit. Yeah. Now this one here, Dylan, is, is pretty fun. It's, it's a pretty famous one. So the West Indian batsman Viv Richards was notorious for punishing bowlers that dared to sledge him, so much that many opposing captains banned their players from the practice. Now I didn't go into it too much here, Dylan, but apparently like the West Indies team were very big in the 80s and 90s, right? They were the best, best team in the world. And it seems like opposing um, uh, captains and opposing teams kind of use some racial terms against them, racist terms, which is not good. Yeah. Mm. But no. it hasn't been examined too closely, and I think it's kind of not talked about much these days. So that's pretty rough, isn't it? That's terrible. Mm. Anyway. Not on. This one, he got back, which is good. And I think that obviously didn't work because they were so good. So, yeah. Mm. So in this county game, which is like a, like a domestic game against Glamorgan, Greg Thomas attempted to sledge him after he had played and missed at several balls in a row. He informed Richards about the ball. It's red, round, and weighs about five ounces, in case you're wondering. Next ball. Richards hammered the delivery out of the ground and into the nearby river. Turning to the bowler, he commented, Greg, you know what it looks like? Now go find it. <laughs> Good morning. Well, like about that, Dylan, situational. He, he wouldn't have had it unplanned or prepared. He had to have that initial sledge. Off the calf. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good one. I like that one a lot. Absolutely. I think the it line is, is very far We're away. We're nowhere near the good. line. Yeah, it's a good one. We can't even see the line. <laughs> Morning. All right. Now, we're going to write back here, Dylan, to the 1930s, okay? Oh, no. Anything <laughs> went in the 30s. I'm worried. You worried about what sort of terms they're going to use? What sort of... It's either, it's, either, it's either going to be the tamer thing on the list or it's going to be the harshest. <laughs> yeah, this is really funny here because on, on Wikipedia, there, there have been so many instances of um, sledging in cricket. They've got a whole table in like decades <laughs> and they've even got the incidents like given a title based on what happened sometimes. Ooh. This one's called Bastards. So... <laughs> The players involved are Douglas Jardine and Bill Woodfull. It happened in 1932 and 33 series. 
England captain Douglas Jardine reported swearing by Australian players to the Australian captain Bill Woodfull. Woodfull responded, and he turns to these players, he says, Now, which of you bastards called this bastard a bastard? <laughs> That's funny. That's good. You like That's that? Funny. Yeah. It's clever. Yeah. Lighthearted. Mm hmm. And you can just see, like, the stuffy Englishman trying to make a big deal out of something minor and then the Australians taking the piss. That's good, right? Absolutely. That's that's a bit of banter that even the opposing side would have had a giggle at, I think. Yeah, absolutely. There's no line. That's good. <laughs> the line is the horizon. As far as you're concerned on that one, yeah. Absolutely. Now, this one, Dylan. Going to go fast forward to the 90s. Skipped over a lot of the 70s, 80s and other decades, I think, is all pretty bad. Um, and the things weren't probably as publicised no. as much. Okay, oh no. this is between Javed Mandad and Merv Hughes, famous Australian bowler, big moustache, bit pubby. Probably, probably seen him around. Um, this incident happened in 1990. So Merv Hughes himself talks about it. So again, he's probably painting himself in a good light. He says that he was bowling to uh, Mandad, who informed him that he was too fat to be playing cricket and he should be driving a bus instead. And so then... Um, a little time after that, Murphy's got him out. He bowled him out. And as he was walking back to the pavilion, uh, Merv went back to him and said, Tickets, please. Thoughts? Well, it's a bit rough because it's making fun of him. And also bus drivers. What'd they do? Right? <laughs> bus drivers getting, getting astray there for no reason. Yeah, getting caught in the crossfire. Absolutely. I think um, that's funny because Merv took the sledge and made it his own. Like... That's funny, I think. That's good. He owned it. He owned it. Absolutely. Yeah. Next one. Good response. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. No, I was, that's all. Good response. Yeah, good absolutely. work. Next one. Next one's good, right? No. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's, 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 I think the line's been crossed personally, Dylan. I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide. Saffir 1996. Yeah, yeah. It's Ian Healy and Arjuna uh, Renatunga, which played for Sri Lanka. So... Mm. Um, the batsman, Renatunga, called for a runner. That's when you're batting and you can't run. You get someone else to run between wickets for you. Um, no. So he's called for the runner from the sidelines. And Ian Healy goes up to him, Australian player, and says, you don't get a runner for being a fat C-word. What's a C-word? You know what a C-word is, Dylan. The worst C-word you can think of. Wow. I don't think calling someone a fat C word is, 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 is banter, is it? No, it's just harsh, isn't it? Yeah. There's no, There's no, no cleverness to no it. No cleverness, that's bad. The line being crossed, I think. Now, next one, Dylan, pretty funny. The players involve are Mark Wall and Jimmy Ormond. So Mark Wall is an Australian player, and his, his brother Steve was famously the captain of the team. They played together. Um, everyone sort of agrees that yeah, Steve Wall was the best, one of the best players of generation. Mark Wall, pretty good too, but wasn't the captain, put it that way. Mm. So during the fifth and final test, uh, Mark Wall goes up to this player um, from England who's a tailender, and he says, what are you doing out here? There's no way you're good enough to play for England. And Jimmy Ormond replies, maybe not, but at least I'm the best player in my family. Rough. Rough. But by the sounds of it, true. Yeah, that, that kind of makes it okay in some ways, do you reckon? 
Yeah, because it's just a fact, right? Yeah. Truth hurts, as they say. Do you think bringing families into it, or is it okay if the family member is also a cricketer in the team? Again, yeah, it's it's based on performance, though. So yeah, I think it's still within that that family, as it were. Mm. And I'm gonna say we're okay here. I can see the line. You know, yep. we could have a little walk over to it. Okay, but we're pretty far away. Okay, it's not 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 headbutting. You're near it. No, <laughs> definitely. This next one is quite controversial. Um, Glenn McGrath, oh. famous Australian cricketer. Pretty much seems a good bloke by most people. Um, he's gone through a tough time at the time. Okay, so his his wife was going through cancer treatment, and she later died, and she's she's now well remembered. Jesus. They have like a, a day in her memory at the Sydney Test match every year. It's, it's quite good stuff, right? So Glenn McGrath comes out and he attempts to sledge this young fella playing for West Indies, uh, Ramanesh Sawam. He goes up to him. And he says, "What does Brian Lara?" Another test, another player for West Indies. What does Brian Lara's dick taste like? And so then, you're rough on a new fella, right? So the West Indian uh, Sawan turns to him and says, I don't know, ask your wife. Now, he wasn't aware at the time that his wife was going through cancer treatment. Okay. Which I think saves him a little Better. bit. <laughs> a little bit, but still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the initial comment there is is terrible. Bringing in a homophobic sort of sledge, bringing in a wife is also not on. Um, in response, McGrath got quite upset. He says, "If you fucking mention my wife again, I'll fucking rip your fucking throat out." And then someone laughed yeah. at him, and then they had to be pulled apart and got a bit bit nasty. Thoughts on the line here, Dylan? We both crossed it. Yeah. In this instance, right. I get trying to meet harshness with harshness, fire with fire, if you will. But you don't know what people have going on in their personal lives, on Yeah, true. True. Just the example of that. I think that's one where, like, Lil McGrath had a line in his head, but no one else knew about that, you know? And fair enough getting yeah, upset by that. True. But yeah. That's maybe why you don't bring in those sort of comments at all, because, yeah, terrible thing to say on both ends. Absolutely. The next one, Dylan's. Oh, this one's tough. Okay. I think, get ready for headbutt in this line, okay? All right, no, you ready? Surely not. Oh, no. 2011 World Cup. Uh, Sri Santh from India and Ricky Ponting. Indian pacer S. Shiranth and Australian captain Ricky Ponting. Excuse me. Oh, hello. Indian pacer S. Shiranth and Australian captain Ricky Ponting locked horns with the bowler Ooh. making an L sign, signalling to Ponting that he's a loser. We're so far past the line, it's not even, it's not even funny anymore. Right. It's just disgraceful behaviour. Yeah. Who does that? The losers. You don't want to talk about this one anymore. <laughs> it's like you're both grown men. What are you doing in L sign? I think that's pretty funny. Like it's so bad that it comes around and be's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like calling someone a nerd. <laughs> like you can't be serious, really. Yeah. Exactly. A dork. Hey, dork. You'd th- you'd laugh that off if someone called you a dork. You'd be like, what? Right. <laughs> 
It's odd. Very odd. Now, there's an Indian player called Virat Kohli. And I haven't put all his, his cases down here, but there's a few of them, right? And right. I've stick pretty much to Australia. So there was an incident between Virat Kohli and Ed Cowan. Um, Ed Cowan mentioned before he was a guy who said you never even go close to the line, don't sledge at all. He says that Virat Kohli in 2011 employed a highly inappropriate sledge in connection with Cowan's sick mum, and that made Cowan want to pick up a stump and stab him. He didn't, but that's what he, how he felt. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, again, sick mum, sick wife. Don't do that. Especially if you're new, too. That's not on. Yeah, um, actually, I think you're right, Dylan. I think if you stick it to performances, you can't really go wrong you can't. to a degree, you know? I'm, I'm saying... Again, it's like... Yeah, it's it's either it's either fact or it's yeah. in jest. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Exactly, and you, it's it's harder when you bring family members involved. That's who knows. Now, this one is funny. I mentioned the Kiwis, New Zealanders, right? And how they can potentially get people off their game by being nice. In the twenty fifteen Cricket World Cup that was held in Australia, in the final. Australian wicketkeeper Brad Haddon was engaged in repeated chatter in sending off New Zealand batsmen Martin Guptill and Grant Elliott. That means, like, when they get out, you, like, you know, wave at them, you, you tell them off as they leave the field, right? When they're batting. No. Um, in a later interview, Haddon said, you know what? They deserved it. Haddon also said that during Australia's visit to New Zealand, the Kiwi players were so nice to the Australians that it made them feel uncomfortable. I think, in fact, their sledging got themselves worked up more than what the Kiwis were doing. <laughs> and on that same time. same token, later in the year, uh, Nathan Lyon, his Australian bowler, he was bowling to a guy called Mitchell Santner. He was in his first game. And he said to, to Mitchell, are you nervous? To which the Australian said, uh, to, sorry, to the New Zealander said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so they didn't sledge him anymore because he was like, yeah, I am nervous. <laughs> Classic. That's funny. That was good. Yeah, I'm not sure what you think of this one, John, but it kind of, I would say, involves our boy Paddington. <gasps> they may not be making fun of him. Oh no, mate! I think they're they're using him. They they watched the movie and they loved it. Okay, so New Zealand okay. involved with um, a player called Martin Guptill and in India Deepak Shara. New Zealand's Martin Guptill stared down Indian bowler Deepak Shara after hitting him for six. The bowler delivered a long, hard stare back right after claiming Guptill's wicket. The hard stare is being employed here. What are our thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's a classic, right? I don't think it was earned. Oh. It's what you do. He muted himself because he is coughing. He's human, <laughs> everyone. That, so you know. That, that, why, why mute then? I guess I'll cough on, on Mike next time. That's what you want? <laughs> yeah, do. Please. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, it's what you do. When, when someone's forgotten their manners, you give them a hard stare, don't you? It's the logical decision to make. Is that near the line, you reckon? Hard stare? It's touching up against it. Yeah. But I think it's it's perfectly within reason. I think of Paddington, that's headed by the line, isn't it? Just just enough. For, 
For Paddington it is, yeah. <laughs> so that's cricket sorted, Dylan. I thought I would turn to our other friend and partner, ChatGBT, to see what they thought about oh. sledges. Sledges for podcasting. Okay, again, oh, I'm going to give no. you some. I want you to tell me if these cross the line or not, okay? Oh, okay. Now, ChatGPT gave us a bit of a warning. They said, sledges, or light-hearted banter, for a podcaster can be crafted to playfully tease them about the nature of their podcasting or their style. Remember, the aim is to be humorous and not offensive. Here are some sledges for a podcaster, okay? Oh, okay. A guest tease. <clears throat> Your podcast has more guests than a celebrity wedding. Are you running a talk show or just afraid of talking to yourself? I mean, it's a long one. <laughs> it's not quite, I'll it took a while break your fucking there. arm. Yeah. No, no. Across yeah, the right. line? No, that's all right. Just on. Here's a, here's a dig about audio quality. I thought I accidentally turned into an ASMR channel. Is that your podcast or just the recording of you eating chips? Yeah. We never eat on the air. That's a rule. Yeah, exactly. Never ever. Never ever. Have some drinkies. Yeah, that's fine. No chippies. Don't get any ideas, Nothing okay? that can crunch. No, no crunches. Let's see if I can get away with it now. <laughs> well, if you do, I've got a bloody... Sledge ready to go. Yeah, it's in your back pocket. <laughs> uh, episode length ribbing. Your episodes. Oh, this is one at you. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> no, go on. The next one's me for sure. Okay. This one here. Your episodes are longer than a Lord of the Rings movie. Do I need to schedule oh. a bathroom break in the middle? <laughs> Got him. That's an absolute got him on you. <laughs> the next one hurts, actually. This is about oh, niche mockery. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right. Your podcast has a more specific niche than a gluten-free, vegan, paleo cookbook. Do you have a target audience of three people? God damn. That dance. I know. Twin Cities, Dylan. Three people liked that one, didn't they? You just had... You just had to talk about poo joggers, didn't you? <laughs> you couldn't resist. Listener interaction jibe. I asked your listeners for podcast recommendations and they said they listened to anything but yours. Ouch. Well. Just two more. Bit rude. This one's on you, Dylan, because you've made up the podcast title. Okay, the title tease. <sighs> Okay. Your podcast title is so catchy. I forgot it already. What was it again? Something about things and stuff? Well, it's not about things and stuff. So What's it about? We're in the clear. What you mean? <laughs> you a thing? You're a human being, Lonnie. You're not a thing to me. You're not an object. Thank you. Now, here's a sound effects sarcasm. Your sound effects are top-notch. I especially love the one that sounds like you accidentally ruptured your microphone. So authentic. 
Mm. We don't have any sound effects, do we? No, on, on occasion we put some in for the Gandalf episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boss fight once yeah, I did that for you. Like... Oh, yeah. Hello. Should I put in some, some, yeah, some laughter, out. some canned laughter after my jokes? Oh, I like Some clapping when you make a good, good point. Any like Looney Tunes boings and bings? And... You can put something if you want. But remember, Dylan, these are just playful and fictional examples. In reality, it's always best to keep the banter friendly and be aware of the individual's comfort level. A good-natured sledge can add humour and camaraderie, but it's essential to maintain a positive and respectful tone. Well said. <laughs> Now, final thoughts on sledging. Should we do it? Is it a good thing for cricket? Does it make cricket interesting? Ah, uh, well, it's it's made cricket more interesting to me than it ever has before. Hmm. Just talking about the concept of sledging. So I think so. Okay. But don't cross the line. I think don't cross the line and don't get close to the line. Don't hit about the line anymore, guys. Stop mm. it. Just keep it to performance. Hmm. Even and even then, I think the first test is be funny. Don't just say someone's shit or something like that. Make make it a bit of bit of humour. Bit of a thinker. Yeah. Absolutely. Be clever. Yeah. Okay. Sledging sorted. I'm gonna do a get amongst it suggestion, Dylan. This is our, our part of the show where we talk about something we're getting amongst recently, something we've enjoyed. Hmm. Movies, mm. TV, books, comics, mm. burgers, anything. Anything. A bit of a left field choice, me, Dylan. I'm actually talking about like joke, about a meme. <laughs> is, Bear with me. Is it the is it the is it the Kurt Angle staring meme? <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. Know, is, he, is he a wrestler? A yeah, he's okay. one of the greatest of all time. Mate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I don't. Gold medalist. I've got two questions for you, Dylan. First of all, you love all the rings, yeah? Sure do. Do you like Moneyball, the movie? It's pretty good. You, you, you know, you're aware of both of these properties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know they were recently crossed over on Twitter? <laughs> no, I did not. That's what I'm talking about today. This is really funny to me. Just over around Christmas time uh, recently, um, somebody made a joke, and I'll, I'll pull up the whole thing actually, because it was kind of I kind of okay. saw the end of it. I saw the start of it too, which is fun. Um, okay. So somebody made a joke about um, Sauron looking at Elrond having using up four of his spots for the Fellowship on four hobbits and being like, what are you doing, man? What a dickhead. But then someone else said, no, everyone's doing Moneyball. And then from there, it spun out <laughs> to people doing more and more jokes, right? Um, right. So sometimes they're quoting the actual, um, the movie, putting in characters or recreating scenes. Um, it's just very funny. But the, the biggest one was is a screenshot of Brad Pitt as Billy Bean saying, if we try to play like Mordor in here, we will lose to Mordor out there. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. And then... Sounds fun. Yeah. Someone even... The famous bit in the movie where um, Jonah Hill is like looking through different uh, people on the computer and they've subbed in pictures of the Fellowship of the Ring <laughs> into that scene. I'll send his article. I'll put nice. this in the show notes too. 
Anyway, it's just like a fun thing of like the society coming together, making some jokes about something stupid, which doesn't happen a whole lot anymore on Twitter because it's a, you know, even more of a cesspit than it cesspool. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, eh? Anyway, very niche. Yeah, like, I know Lord of the Rings isn't that niche, but the concept of doing Moneyball to Lord of the Rings was quite funny to me. Yeah, I don't like it a lot. That's good. Good stuff. All right, well, thank you so much for being here today, Dylan. I love your work as always. Mate, you too. Top effort, and you're a top man. Oh, thank you. That, that's not a sledge. That is, honest to God, two mates being mates, okay? Funny fact, I'll tell you that. As we said, we're on Twitter still for some reason. We're also on Insta and Face, so you can follow us along there. <laughs> Um, thank we're you, Mark. The Lord of the Rings money for me. Right? <laughs> that's what we're there for, mate. I would not have known about them if I wasn't on Twitter still, so that's good. Do we thank Mark the Man for our theme song? We should, if we don't. We should. I agree. Let's do it. I'll say yes. Okay. I'll say yes. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Um, stick around next week for another great episode of the podcast. And to when, Dylan, I might say to you three little words, four little words. I miss oh, you, man. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I miss you, man. Oh, good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.